Well, it is Big 12 Championship Week. I'm Pete Mundo. We're Heartland College Sports Weekly, part of heartlandcollegesports.com, your independent Big 12 digital media outlet. And we are going to preview uh, the Big 12 Championship game from both sides of uh, both sides of this game, Iowa State and, of course, Oklahoma. We start with the Iowa State Cyclones. He's Chris Williams, CycloneFanatic.com, joining us here on the show. Love what they do on that website. It's just absolutely outstanding work covering Iowa State. And before we get to it with Chris, um, by the way, we're going to talk to Chris Plank tomorrow of the Sooner Radio Network. So we'll get the OU perspective tomorrow. We got the Iowa State perspective today. And take a second out. Leave us that rating and review. It helps us continue to build the show up. And we've got free Heartland College Sports koozies when you leave us a rating and a review and send me a screenshot of it to uh, Pete Mundo, M-U-N-D-O, at heartlandcollegesports.com. We'll get a koozie in the mail for you with the Heartland College Sports logo on it for free just for leaving us a rating and a review. Thanks, guys. Okay, Chris, let's start off with the emotion of this moment, of this game, uh, for this program and the fan base. What has it been like this week? That's a really good question. For me, it's changed um, when the t- after they beat Texas, it was kind of like pinch me, never thought I would see this. Um, wow. You kind of look back. Then they beat uh, the Tar out of West Virginia, and it was kind of like, okay, like bring on Oklahoma. Let's go. Let's go win this thing. And then um, I, I'll be honest with you. I woke up on Monday and I just was like scared that like for some reason, um, some 2020 reason, the game wouldn't even happen. Not for <laughs> any reason at all. Like I had no reason to think like that there would be a COVID problem or anything. It's just you know how everything goes right now. So. I'm I'm just ready for it. I I'm I'm excited. I think that the the best part for me is even if Iowa State loses to Oklahoma, it, it doesn't feel like this is like a you know your only shot type deal. I felt that before, like with teams you have like uh, I mean like I'm a I'm a Vikings fan, you know, and like it's like oh we're gonna get to the NFC Championship game this year, but it's like if they don't get it this year, then I'm gonna have to wait another ten years. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if I. I don't know if I feel that way about Iowa state. I think what Campbell's doing is super sustainable. And, um, and you look at what the roster has coming back next year. And I think there's a really good chance that, you know, they could be a preseason top 10 if everything kind of falls the way you hope. So, I mean, of course you, you want to go and beat Oklahoma. You're there, go and take advantage. But I also like, I've kind of taken a step back and look bigger picture and things look really positive right now. Mm-hmm. So, Chris, uh, what about, like, the college football playoff? Um, you know, we know this team is going to be in the conversation. A lot will depend on the ACC, what happens this weekend in the Big Ten, the ACC, uh, and around the rest of the country. Is that something, like, if they win this game and then they're not in the college football playoff, is is that going to be a disappointment? Or is is Iowa State or Iowa State fans and Cyclone Nation really just like, we want a Big 12 title, we want that first conference title in 108 years? I, yeah, I, I think you're right, Pete. I, I think that the playoff deal is fun. Like, there's no doubt that that is a lot of fun. Like, to me, I had a blast sitting there on Saturday night rooting for LSU to beat Florida. Did I really think, like, it's going to put Iowa State in the playoff? No, but it's fun to be in that spot and on Tuesday nights have your team being talked about, especially when um, you just – you're not – usually in that position, right? So, yeah, it's a lot of fun, but no, I, I think that um, I'm, I'm just – I think Iowa State fans are very content right now 
there, there's obviously a little bit of doubt will creep in your mind. Be like, man, wish we had that Louisiana game back. But you know what? Like every team in the country is dealing with stuff like that. Every team in the country has played games where you're down with COVID. Like that's just the way it is. And I think most Cyclone fans just feel very blessed and very uh, excited about the opportunity at hand. And hey, and if it um, go out and beat Oklahoma, and if the chips fall right, you got a shot. You know, you got a shot. You're, you're, you're there. You're, you're in the conversation. Same with Brees Hall and the Heisman. I don't think he's going to win and I'm not going to like hold my breath, but like, let's say he goes out and runs for 200 yard and rips open three touchdowns against Oklahoma on Saturday. Maybe he's going to get some votes, right? Like, but, but I don't think that it changes the um, successful uh, nature of the season one way or the other. He's Chris Williams, CycloneFanatic.com. So, Chris, this game, as, as you look at it, uh, a couple of things strike me. First off, you've got what has been the best offensive line, at least in terms of allowing sacks in Iowa State, going up against an Oklahoma team that has uh, sacked the quarterback the most times uh, this season of any Big 12 team. How do you see that matchup playing out? I, I think the Iowa State offensive line has been really good, uh, but I also think Brock yeah. Purdy and his mobility in the pocket has has kept those numbers low. So so what's that matchup look like for you? Yeah, very astute there, Pete. And you're right. Um, that Purdy extends plays so well. I mean, I, I think that really, other than like the, the mental capacity that he brings to the team and the leadership, I think the best thing you could say about Brock Purdy is his ability to extend those plays. Um, and you know, that was really, if you look back at last year and you say, well, what happened to the offense last year? Brock really uh, being as injured as he was, he, he lost that ability. He, he lost that ability to move, maneuver around. And um, here's the deal. This is, to me, what's the most fun part about this football game, looking ahead to Saturday, is both teams have gotten so much better since that October game. Uh, Oklahoma obviously has, right? Like, that that's a huge talking point. Um, uh, I, I know that you're a guy who watches these games religiously. I don't have to preach this to you, you know, but a lot of the people out there will be like, Oh, Rattler's so much better. Not, not really. Rattler's kind of the same guy. I mean, he's more experienced. So he's probably Lincoln Riley probably feels a little more comfortable throwing him out there, but that Oklahoma defense has just gotten so much better. Yeah. Uh, they've gotten guys back. Uh, I thought just the eye test looking at them that night in Jack Trice stadium, they looked like the best D line that I had seen just physical, nasty guys. But Iowa State's offensive line is considerably better than it was when those two teams got together. I do think when when you're when you're breaking down the matchup, Pete, you go position by position. Um, that's the that is the matchup where I think Iowa State is the underdog. Is that Oklahoma D line versus Iowa State's front front line? Um, but uh, you know, I don't feel like it's this total mismatch either. I, I think that Iowa State will be able to hold its own and. Uh, creativity from Tom Manning and, and like you said, Brock Pillar, Brock Purdy's ability to, you know, extend plays and give those tight ends a chance to break open or give Xavier Hutchison a chance to um, separate from a wide receiver. I, I think that that'll be really, as far as offensively for Iowa State goes, that'll be that'll be what decides the game. All right, Chris. Now on the other side of the ball, uh, you know, this Iowa State defense has obviously been very good, but. They have been more vulnerable against the pass uh, throughout the season. So with the way that, you know, the offense is clicking a little bit better for Oklahoma, I think that's led by the running game. How concerned are you about the pass defense in this matchup on Saturday? 
Yeah, the the back end worries me more than up front. Yeah. I think Iowa State will more than be able to um, hold its own. And, you know, Iowa State has really been a problem, a bit of a thorn in the side for Oklahoma and, and Iowa State's defense with John Haycock over the years. And it's not just recently. I mean, it's Baker Mayfield had problems. Kyler Murray had problems. Um, Jalen Hurts had problems. Like, it, this, has been a, this has been a thing. So, um, but yeah, uh, the, you know, the one thing I do like from an Iowa State standpoint, and this is, I, I say this full well knowing all the talent uh, down there in Norman, they don't have that like one or two like elite receivers this year, right? Where it's just like, oh, that guy's a top 15 draft pick, right? Like you, you're not looking at that. And I, I mean, I put Anthony uh, Johnson, the Iowa State corner up against anybody. I think he's a top five corner in college football, right? I, I really do. I think he, he's a guy who a lot of people don't know of, but he's, it's the other side that concerns me. You know, Daytron Young has, has struggled. He's given up some deep balls, something that I'll absolutely have an eye on. And, and, and another thing too, I mean, Iowa State's defense, if they don't get pressure with three, it changes everything. And they didn't get a lot of pressure with three against Oklahoma that first time. Will they be able to do it this time? What has John Haycock learned since then? That that's something to keep a, keep a hold on because if if Iowa State gets pressure with three, man, it makes things really difficult on the opposing quarterback. Chris, if if there's a player or a matchup uh, that that we're not thinking of, who is that player where if Iowa State pulls off uh, an upset and it would be an upset based on the Vegas line, if they pull off an upset on Saturday, is there somebody who we're not talking about, who we're not thinking about, who is going to be a difference maker? You know, to me, is um, Kene Nwangu, the backup running back and uh, kick returner. I mean, he's a guy who you look at the Baylor game, you look at the Oklahoma game, you look at the TCU game, all close games for Iowa State that they were able to pull out. And they were all sparked in the second half by big kick returns. And this guy is dangerous. And um, I, I think this will be a game where – it's going to come down to like that uh, kick return or, you know, not missing um, um, chip shot field goals and, you know, just the, the, the margins. It's so cliche, but I, I think they're, they're real. I mean, you look at the conference championship games coming up this weekend and everything is supposed to be blowout city, right? 21 points in the big 10. You got like 17 in the sec double digits in the ACC. This is the one game that is the, the power ratings and everybody projects to be close. And so you, you can't, you've got to be good in the little areas. And Nwangu is a guy, if, if, if they don't have his presence on special teams this year, um, I don't think they're in this position. And he's been a really blue guy for this team. He would be the one that I would say. And then defensively, um, you know, I, I would, I'm always, I'm very predictable here, Pete, is whoever's at nose guard. You know, mm-hmm. if it's Latrell Bankston, if it is um, Isaiah Lee in there, it's just so crucial, the middle of that three-man front for Iowa State. It might be the most important. When you consider Iowa State wins with defense, um, what's going on in the middle there up front is generally very telling on on how a game is going to go for this John Haycock dime stack defense. So I, w- I would look at those two spots. All right, Chris, I don't want to put you on the spot. I don't know if you're saving your prediction until the end of the week on the website, but do you have a, do you have a sense? Do you, do you have an official prediction yet? Or do we, do we have to wait for it? You got to wait for it. I, I'm not there yet. 
Um, of course, my heart says pick Iowa State. Um, my my head kind of tells me to lean Oklahoma just because of not Iowa State's history. This is a totally different world, but they you know they've they've been there. Uh, but I, you know, Pete, I, I Iowa State belongs in this game. Yeah. They were the only team in the league to go eight and one. They won the league outright. Like they they belong here, and um, I I have a lot of confidence in this Cyclone team. So I'm fifty fifty right now. I'll probably lean the good guys because it's like, come on, Iowa State's playing for a championship. Yeah. You got to pick them, right? <laughs> I agree with you there. He is a Chris Williams Cyclone <laughs> fanatic. Does a great job with the staff there. Be sure to check him out. Uh, Chris, thanks so much, and good luck this weekend. Thanks, pal. I appreciate it. Always enjoy talking to Chris Williams of CycloneFanatic.com. By the way, we're going to talk to uh, Chris Plank. He is going to join us tomorrow. Uh, Listen for that podcast. Keep an ear for it tomorrow as we're going to talk to him about the Oklahoma Sooners. He is a Sooners radio network guy, and he also hosts a weekday show on Sports Talk 1400 down in Norman. So Chris Plank will join us on um, Wednesday here on the podcast. So be sure to keep an eye out for that. Before we let you go, leave that rating and review on the show. It helps us tremendously, and we are sending out free Heartland College Sports koozies. When you do, leave us a rating and review and send me a screenshot of that rating and review to Pete Mundo, M-U-N-D-O, at heartlandcollegesports.com. So thanks to all you guys. Enjoy Big 12 Championship Week, and we'll talk to you tomorrow.